Hello, hi, and welcome to the Step Over Podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. Absolutely thrilled you found your way here. Hope you'll stick around. I'm recording this Wednesday evening, and I can't wait to get some shut-eye because Thursday, Canada's men team is in Gold Cup action, uh, and they're taking on Mexico with kickoff at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then Friday morning at 4 a.m., Canada's taking on Brazil in Olympic quarterfinal action oh god i think there's going to be some people taking friday off to recover from that in ottawa though the atletico boys are back in ottawa after their five-week bubble out in winnipeg personally i'd like to know what everyone thinks how that eight game stretch went in those eight games ottawa only managed uh two wins one draw and five losses for seven points total uh last in the league goal differential minus six also last in the league I think we were all kind of expecting a little bit better than that, you know, considering Ottawa probably had the, the most productive preseason, having been able to go to to spend a few months in Spain, have a proper preseason there, use those Atletico Madrid facilities. No other team got to do that, but clearly that did not translate to the fast start we might have thought that they would have had. Now I will say, uh, you know, they were missing players like, like Ryan Telfer, who was away on international duty. They lost Brandon John to injury for the rest of the season. Players like Jordan Webb and Bernardino were not able to join the club and have now officially actually left the club. And a player like Alberto Soto, uh, who we expected to see a lot sooner than we did, um, only got in for that last game. So really, the team that we saw for eight games wasn't the team the club intended to have there. But the bubble's done. Hopefully it's the last bubble we'll ever have to see uh, in our lifetimes, really. It really does sound like it's no fun for the players either. I think we're all really looking forward to uh, being able to actually see them play in person for the first time. Uh, On Monday, the club announced that their first game back, August 14th, uh, against the Halifax Wanderers, is going to be pay what you want, which I think is a fantastic initiative. So you could buy a ticket for $0, so you could pay up to $50. Um, and all the profits from the game are going to be are going to be supporting the Youth Services Bureau of Ottawa through the OSIG Foundation. So not only is that a great thing from a charitable perspective, it also just seems like a good way to to introduce yourselves to the city. Um, you know, I really feel bad for Atletico Ottawa because uh, they were robbed of the honeymoon period. You know, like the club announced itself in February of 2020. And then in March, shit hit the fan. And seeing live soccer was the least of our concerns. You know, the least of our concerns and not possible either. So a year and a half later, like what a great opportunity to just introduce yourselves to you know thousands of people. That being said, if you're going, awesome. Wear your mask, get your shots, and tell everyone else, get their shots. We're at the point now where we can do live events now. I don't think anyone wants us taken away. So do your part. Now something to look forward to. Uh, for August 14th will be at least one new player. Um, Raul Uche was announced on Wednesday. He's a Spanish striker that they're bringing in. Uh, and if you look at his highlight reels, guy looks like a player. Looks like he's got some flair. Great shot. We'll see, but it definitely seems like a great addition. He spent some time with U sides uh, at Leicester City, Betis, Raul Volcano. So we'll see there. And really hoping Ottawa is able to sign. Uh, it looks like they need a domestic defender. You know, someone to replace Brandon John. That defense is looking real thin. TFC seems to have a few players not getting some minutes right now, so I gotta wonder if maybe there's a loan. Maybe that could work out there. Not sure where else you're gonna find uh, Canadian defenders available right now. 
but between Atletico Ottawa losing Brandon John and uh, Valor FC losing Andrew Jean-Baptiste, defenders are going to be at a premium right now. Now, I want to switch topics. Um, my focus for this episode, actually, I want to put on uh, Ottawa South United. Last week, they announced uh, they were going to start construction on uh, on a clubhouse for the club uh, over at George Nelms Park in Manatech. So it's a big deal for the club, which is one of Canada's biggest. And for such a big club, I realized that I don't actually know a whole lot about OSU. Back when I was playing as a kid, it didn't exist yet. But the club's doing great things. They're the only club in Ottawa that has that has either a men's or a women's side uh, in a Division Three league. So right now they have sides competing in PLSQ. And I had the good fortune of chatting with uh, OSU president Bill Michalopoulos. He was nice enough to jump on the podcast and kind of get into... You know, what is Ottawa South United? What's their mantra? And the ambitions for the club. So here's my chat with Bill Michalopoulos. Uh, so Bill, thanks so much for joining. To be honest, I don't, um, uh, I don't actually know a whole lot about OSU since how um, um, it kind of uh, got going after my youth playing days. Um, and uh, this is the first time that I'm meeting you. Um, I was wondering if you could Tell us a bit about uh, yourself um, and how you kind of came into the role uh, of president of Ottawa South United. Sure. So, so my background is uh, uh, very deeply into soccer. So I've been playing soccer since I was a little kid. Uh, I played, um, I played provincial. I taped top amateur. I played, I played second division in Switzerland for a year. Um, so. I, I, I was I just love the game. I'm just kind of in love with the game, and uh, something I never I never left by the wayside. So as I was growing up, um, it was something that uh, kept my interest, kept my passion. So even though you know I'm in um, I I, I was invested heavily in my career, you know where I get paid day to day. Basically, <laughs> I'm an executive at Canada Post. Uh, soccer has always been my uh, my passion. And, and simply put, when I when I came back from Switzerland to Ottawa, and I got in, I moved to Manitoba and I got involved in soccer, it was very frustrating for me to see kids have been playing soccer for five six years that could not literally make a pass from A to B. So I could not understand why uh, they've been playing soccer for so long and they could not make a simple pass. So quickly became apparent that the that although well-meaning that the volunteer-based type of organization in soccer could not optimize a, a, a child's full development. So essentially what we did, we, a, a bunch of us got together who had um, a love for soccer and uh, good management background because of our, our, our professional um, kind of careers. And we thought we could come up with a better model. And essentially, the model was very simple: uh, create a very strong back office because you know you need a strong back office to to create a sustainable program. So we professionalized the day-to-day running of 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 of, um, of the club when we merged two clubs together, and um, we we kept you know the volunteers at the board, etc., who loved the game and and had the the background I was telling you about. So very quickly, that model, kind of a hybrid, uh, professional, volunteer model that gives oversight, 
in a professional day-to-day model for running the operation and running the programs became very successful as we expected. So quickly, you know, we became to be recognized as the leading youth club uh, in Ottawa. And uh, we, we, we came together with, uh, uh, it was Osgurito Soccer Association and, um, and South Snipian in 2003. And since that time, you know, we literally have put hundreds of kids through scholarships, you know, in the U.S. and Canada, some kids playing ab- abroad in, um, in, in professional soccer. Uh, some of our kids, you know, uh, being identified in the National Youth Program for Canada. So quite successful. So essentially our club is, is two components. One's the academy where we draw players literally not only from Ottawa, but from uh, as far as Belleville and from Quebec. And the other component is our, our grassroots component, essentially, um, um, you know, the population that just wants to have fun and, and um, play soccer once or twice a week. So those are two components and they run, they're operated, you know, in an efficient manner with with objectives and targets, all for, you know, to, to maximize the potential of a, of a player and, and a coach. So uh, that's where we sit right now. And, uh, we know, we have alliances. Uh, we have local alliances and we, and we have also external alliances. Like we're, we're allied with the Dallas Texans, one of the, one of the most recognized uh, youth clubs in the United States. We're the only Nike premier club in Canada. Um, you know, with the association with Nike, and we have other alliances in Europe and elsewhere in Canada. So we we we, we heavily invested in alliances. Also, okay. we have uh, full time coaches, we have volunteer coaches, and you know our our program is uh, carefully crafted again to to bring the best um, the best of uh, the best of the players uh, can give and. Uh, to optimize the potential. So depending what you want, we depending what you know what your capabilities and what your ambition is, you either go in the in academy side or you go in the more grassroots side. So essentially that's a club in in a regular year, not a COVID year, but we're you know we sit close to close to 7,000 participants a year. So we're one of the one of the biggest clubs in Canada. We're also a um, nationally certified club by the Canadian Soccer Association. And I should also mention that we've also won a gold medal for for governance from the Ontario Soccer Association. So we're, we're a serious club for for um, for individual individuals that want to take uh, that take soccer seriously or individuals that just want to grow in the game and have fun. Okay. So you kind of alluded to you know the fact that OSU um, you know, a lot of people have, have come through the club and, you know, gone abroad, they've gotten scholarships. Um, so you kind of alluded to the fact that OSU provides, you know, a pathway. Um, and, and you also said that you, that, that you were a player. Um, so where did you play? Um, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, no problem. I, I'm, I play usually the number 10 role. Okay. So I'm kind of the creative, kind of the creative role in the field. Yeah. And I still play, I still play old timers and I, <laughs> You know, nothing, uh, I'm still feel like a kid, you know, every Friday night when I play all-timer, so. 
I'm, okay. st- I'm still playing out for many, many years. And uh, it remains as a, a passion of mine as much as it was when I was six years old. So no change. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you, uh, you know, so you, uh, you know, you played over in Switzerland. Um, so you had your own pathway to, to get there. Um, did you take any lessons from, from your experience playing over there um, and, you know, just getting there? Um, are there any lessons that you, that you've taken from that to, to how you've kind of structured this club? Yes, I, I think what you when you go to Europe, what you uh, quickly identify is that the club is 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 professionally run on a day to day basis. So it's people that that understand soccer, that clubs that have good programs that kind of develop a pathway as you go through the different stages. And um, the other thing you quickly recognize is that the, you need to have be passionate to be involved because it's a game. It's a passionate game and you need people that love the game and are totally invested, totally invested in the game. So you, at the end of the day, you try to create a team of people that run an organization that think like that and work like that and, and are like-minded in terms of uh, creating opportunities for, for younger players. And um, that's what you that's what you try to do, and that's what we try to do. That's what we did in Canada. That's what we did here in Manitoba. Okay. Um, so the return to play started just like a few weeks ago now. Um, how have things been going for the club since since things restarted? Yeah. So 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 the staff has worked very hard in terms of anticipating anticipating the dates, anticipating when uh, the stages would open up. Nevertheless, it's been a mass scramble. Um, they, there's been an influx, a higher influx of players than we anticipated, especially with the shock that happened last year. So a bit of a, a, bit of a scramble there, but it's all coming together. And um, part of the issue is that when you look at the whole structure of Ottawa in terms of putting teams together, putting leagues together, putting referees, the infrastructure that's required to, to run leagues, etc., I would say it's uneven. So you may be ready, you may be ready, but uh, but someone else. So right now we're in this. I would call it a transition stage, where you know everyone's trying to get to a level where you know a leagues can be structured. So there's an infrastructure and a framework in place in order for the kids to play. So a bit of a a little bit chaotic right now, but it's, it's coming together. People are working very hard. It's coming together. And the league actually for for the ERSL is starting this weekend. And for um, for the Provincial League, it's going to start in the beginning the beginning of um, August. So it's coming together. Okay. Like in terms of participation numbers, like are you seeing numbers that are getting to be similar to what they were like pre-pandemic? They're getting close. I. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was expecting that it would take, when we had internal meetings, my expectation was that it was going to take a couple of years to bounce back. But we're very encouraged by the numbers we're seeing. We're seeing this here. Um, so I think um, people realize, families realize that, you know, soccer and, and any other sport provides a, a healthy outlet for, for the kids, for the youth, a required and healthy outlet. 
so people are putting their kids back into 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 sport and i'm so happy to see that because uh you know i'm a believer philosophically that you know sport is a kind of a promotes healthy behavior healthy discipline it's 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 just just all around good so it's good to see people come it's really good to see people coming back and also i think it's the impact of the euro that we just had um last couple of weeks and the olympics starting so all that i think is kind of synthesizing together to get people back to the sport okay so it's kind of made people kind of uh like want to get a bit more into the sport again yeah yeah, yeah exactly which is nice to see right on in the spring, um, OSU was uh, was the first club that was announced as uh, part of Atletico Ottawa's um, right. powered, powered by Atletico program. Um, how is that relationship going? Because my understanding was that it was kind of um, uh, like a work in progress. Um, and and like what are you, and what are you hoping is going to come from that? Yeah, I think I think it's um, I think we have a we have a good relationship with uh, Athletic Ottawa. I mean, we're, we're just simply here to help them succeed. I, it's, a, it's a huge step forward for uh, soccer in Ottawa, for a brand like Atletico Madrid to, to be involved in the Ottawa soccer scene. You know, I see that as a positive for, not just OSU, I think it's, it's a positive for all the clubs in, in a community and it's a positive for Canada. So we're we're just we just want to help out uh, to 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 uh, to support them in, in so they can get going. You know that it's been unfortunate given COVID nineteen uh, hitting last year, and again the restrictions this year. Um, but the hope is that they will, I think they're 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 starting their there'll be a series of games in Lansdowne coming up, I believe in the second week of August. So it's uh, OSU, and I'm pretty sure the whole soccer community will be, will go all out to to support him. So we just want him. We just want him to help to be successful. When uh, like when Atletico Ottawa was first announced from from an OSU standpoint, like what was your like what was your reaction to that? Well, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that simple. I never thought. I, I never thought. You know, um, I would see in Ottawa that brand name that's uh, world famous would have a kind of a beats head in Ottawa. So it's, it's surreal in many ways. Uh, and that's why it's so important for the whole community to support it, to make sure it's, it's successful. And, and it's funny because I, I, but a year and a half before that, almost two years before that, we happened to be in Spain for a... Um, for a tournament and um, long story short, we are able to, to go and watch Atletico Madrid play and we're able to meet the president of Atletico at that time. And um, it, was so, it was so surreal that, you know, almost two years later, here was Atletico coming to Ottawa to establish it. It's oh, wonderful, yeah. it's wonderful. So OSU is the only, uh, is the only area club with teams in the PL uh, in the PLSQ. Um, so for those who who don't know, um, the league is Quebec based. Uh, it's in the third division or like the third level of Canada Soccer Pyramid. Uh, the CPL being Division One, and there's not really a Division Two, is kind of my understanding. Um, so so OSU moved from League One Ontario, which is also kind of Div Three, um, to the PLSL PLSQ. I'll get that right. Um, uh, and you know, obviously that, that makes sense in terms of 
travel times. Um, yeah. So, uh, so how has that move been really working out though? Very positive. It's all good. I, I think the most important thing here, Jaws, is what you're seeing is you're seeing those leagues, those more, um, more let's call them sophisticated, more mature leagues, being having a bigger picture in mind. So League One and PLSU work very closely together. So you're seeing the unification of those leagues in Canada. And um, to me, that's the most encouraging thing. It gives a, it gives a, a landscape for uh, younger, uh, outstanding players, uh, you know, players that, that play university, come back in the summer to Ottawa, a, a forum for them to, to play and other, and other players. So it's, it's all part of this, um, of this formation of soccer becoming, I don't know if the word professionalized, but probably that's probably the best word, more professionalized in Canada as, a, as in a holistic, holistic sense. And this will pay dividends, a big dividends once those leagues are established um, in a few years to come. So I'm a very, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very impressed with how things are being put together. Finally, finally. And it's very encouraging, and I think it's good for uh, the soccer uh, playing uh, uh, public of, of Canada and the kids that want to do well, that want to excel. So this might be a like a dumb question, I don't know, uh, but what are the ambitions of OSU in the PL in the PLSQ? Like, like obviously everyone wants to win, but but like does OSU see PLSQ like mostly as like a like a place that provides high level competition to help your players develop or, or do you also, or like, do you also really want to be like the top dog and take down a club like, like AS Blainville, you know? Well, you know, when we're a competitive club, you know, I'm not going to say we're otherwise, everybody knows we're competitive. We always want to do well. And it's, it, that's, that's part of the menu, our menu. And we want to do well um, wherever we play. And, um, you know, this is, we're, we're just starting in this uh, PLSQ. I, uh, last year was, uh, was our first year. And uh, absolutely, we want to excel. We want to excel everywhere we play. That's kind of a, a mantra of, uh, of our club. So, yes, it's, it's an area for development, but we also want to, to do well. We always want to excel. It's, it's a kind of a DNA of our club. Um, so my understanding is, uh, that it's, it's a, it's a sizable commitment to have teams in that third division of, um, you know, of the soccer pyramid. Uh, so like I've noticed from, from year to year, you might see some teams say like, okay, like, you know, this year we're not actually going to field a team in league one Ontario league PLS, um, PLSQ. Um, does, does OSU expect to continue to, to, to field teams like kind of year after year or, or are that's all. So, Josh, that's always our goal, and we so far we have proven we can do it, I, and that's one of the strengths of OSU. If you look at our club, uh, starting from OPDL, we are the only club in Ottawa and one of the very few clubs in Ontario that has teams in every age group. Uh, PLSQ, whatever we do, uh, we try to create a sustainable kind of a sustainable environment. So. We have that presence on a yearly basis, so it becomes sustainable. So we're part of the pyramid. We want to have a full pyramid. So this is just basically our management uh, 
goal in our management framework that we want to have sustain sustainability at all levels. And uh, yes, that's our intention on an annual basis. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, for people who haven't had the chance to, to you know, check the standings, check, uh, check results, how have those seasons been going for the men's and women's sides? So we, it's, it's been mixed overall. Like, we, like this is kind of where, when you add it, it's been mixed, but uh, very encouraging now the last couple of weeks. And we're seeing, uh, we're seeing uh, a better product on the field. So um, I'm optimistic that the, the teams will continue getting better. Uh, I will say that earlier today, um, we're uh, recording on Saturday. Um, the women's side won 2 0, I believe, against yes, the. Yeah. Earlier today, long uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Th- you know, there's, there's been some positive results for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So earlier this week, uh, the club announced it would be building a clubhouse um, at George Nelms Park in Manitick. Um, now I want to ask you how, like, how important is this announcement for the club? It's it, it's it's very important. So it's part of the original vision of the George Nelm Park in Manitick. It was always part of the vision to have a clubhouse uh, that could be used for educational, administrative, and fitness purposes. And um, as you can realize, Joss, all this, all these projects are, you know, um, there is uh, huge investments to be made. So you, and also you have to uh, negotiate with the city of Ottawa. You know, so there's negotiations that have to uh, take place. So you have to you have to make sure you you develop in a way that does, that doesn't tax overly tax the, the club. So once we once we get the facility under the way, we pr- prioritize the building of our, our turf field and the refinement of all the other soccer fields, the the grass fields we have in the facility, and putting the lighting. And um, once we paid that off, we turned our sights now to the clubhouse. We have again part of our strategy. We like uh, we like inve- we like financing our projects. We don't want to d- depend on uh, other entities or or putting the club into debt. That's kind of our our style. So we invest on the right time right time and place. So, so now we're very happy that the city uh, supported our, our plan, our local community associations supported the plan, our, our counselor, George DeRue supported the plan. And um, so now we got approval. We will, um, we will put uh, the, right, um, the right plan together in order to make it happen. So we're looking forward to it. Like I said, we, we need a kind of a, an educational center, a fitness center, administrative center that's in our home. And, and George Nels is our home primarily. Uh, and uh, it, will, it will help the club get to the next level uh, in, in, in some ways. There's also going to be a change room. So when you have, you know, when there's games going on, kids can go get changed there. There's going to be, you know, obviously uh, public facilities. So it's, it's really it's really helping. It's back again. It's it's going back and refining uh, the services we can offer to our players and parents. Yeah, yeah you kind of touched on that. I was gonna ask, like, um, you know, just because OSU has such a like a 
broad footprint across you know across the southern part of Ottawa. So um, so this really establishes George Nellis Park as as like the club's home base. Then yes, yes, and you know, and 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 uh, Josh, I mean, some I think we estimated in a regular year over fifty thousand people through George Nellis. So it's not only just OSU. It's not only OSU players that come through George Nelms. It's the broader community because, you know, we, we play, we have tournaments. Uh, so it's the broader community that, that uses George Nelms. So it's a wonderful facility for the, for, for the players. And uh, it's, um, it's, used, it's used heavily. And it's a beautiful facility. I don't know if you ever had a chance to, to come to Manatic and uh, take a look at it, but it's, it's a worthwhile trip. I'm obviously going to have to take a drive out. Absolutely, it's worth. Yeah. It's, you, you love it. It's just. Uh, it's it's just beautiful when everybody's together there. Um, you know that it's such a good feeling, and that's what soccer and the community is all about. Right. So on. it's uh, it's a beautiful feeling. Right on. I love it. Um, okay, so I had like I had this thought. Um, uh, so as you compete in the PLSLQ. The men's side, um, you know, the the champions of the PL of the PLSQ um, uh, gets entry into the Canadian Championship, and and you'd like like I love the like I love the idea of the Canadian Championship and the fact that like League One Ontario and PLSQ they both get you know like this entry. Um, so say OSU, the men's side, uh, wins the league, and you know you get a berth into the Canadian Championships. Would you then be inviting a CPL side to George Nelms Park? Is that like, is that like what would happen? Sure, absolutely. Those are all possible scenarios. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what we'd like to see. That's exactly what we'd like to see. So hopefully, that's not uh, in a very distant future. Absolutely. Okay, very done. Yeah. Um, and I had one other question. Um, so there were, um, there's been talk about, especially from from out west, um, of the development of a Canadian Division Two league. Um, the, so the talk lately has been has been kind of like Western based. Um, if there was an Eastern division or you know whatever that would look like, would OSU be be interested in in like fielding a side in that? Well, we're open. You know, we're open to all developments of combined soccer. We work very closely with, uh, you know, the, with the soccer governing bodies, whether it's PLSQ, whether it's the Ontario Soccer Association, um, whether it's League One. You know, we, we, we have strong relationships. And, um, you know, if, if op- new opportunities arise, I mean, we're always interested to, to examine and to make an assessment whether... Uh, something like that would be the right fit for us. Um, well, Bill, that's all the questions I got for you. Thank you so much for perfect, perfect your time. This has been great.